What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Now, like, let's just get to it. The whole secular sacred divide. There is no distinction in, in the scriptures. Some of us have trust issues with God. And right, some right. of us, yeah, it's like, does God really got us? You can't engage the culture with the gospel that first has not engaged you. Like, you know how people are like, oh, that's just who I am. No. no. <laughs> What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture podcast. Uh, hope all is well with you all. Uh, we want to say Happy New Year. Uh, hope your, the start of the new year has treated you well. I hope you've been able to go after some of the goals you set out for yourself. Uh, I'm excited about today's episode because we've got some friends in the building. Um, we've got creatives, thinkers, entrepreneurs, lovers of Jesus, um, good time. Yeah, they, they're multi-talented, multi-faceted. They're all conversationalists in their own right. Um, we've got Yordi, we've got Beatty, and we've got Sheesh in the building. Welcome, family. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. It's a pleasure. This, is, this has been a long time in the making, and for one reason or another, we just haven't had the opportunity to record, but we were finally able to make it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How you guys feel? Is it January 1st, 2024? Um, had McDonald's on the way to <laughs> oh, church no. last night, so we're off to a bad start, but God is good, and he's faithful to deliver <laughs> us from our... Good. I, don't, I hate McDonald's, but just I don't want you to feel guilty about that. No, I love hate McDonald's. Like, I love you McDonald's, but I hate McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You'd be happy. I, I hate it has been good to me, but it's been good to me. The french fries are undefeated. You know what? For me, it's a McChicken. I'm not going to lie. You get a McChicken in you, and yep. you're good to go. <laughs> you're, you're on a high I horse. I actually think it's all nasty, but... Wow. If it makes you happy, mm -hmm. why do you have to deprive yourself of it? No, no, no. See, you're, you're <laughs> the enemy of progress. That's what you know. It's okay. God's grace is sufficient. He's going to deliver us from this, and uh, we're going to be good to go. Man. Don't tell me to be joyful, okay? <laughs> Listen. We want better for you already. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's better for him. And the sad part, it was a long line. We were in there for like, and Man. I meditated. Well, I was like, do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. We sat in that drive-thru line. How many times did the Lord give you an opportunity? So <laughs> many. Man. So many. There's I some like, coral. You know what, Lord? No. Man. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Sin, it tastes so good. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's nah, awesome. I, I think for me, it was same. I had McDonald's, and I hate McDonald's. It was just, it was there, and I, I just had to have something to eat. Oh, you had some McDonald's, three, too? Yeah. yeah. Wow. We okay. were together, wow. but, you know, great minds, you know? Uh -huh. You have a McChicken, too? I did. Fries. See, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it's the McChickens, bro. Man, I'm more of a McDouble kind of guy. Really? Uh -huh. Oh man, I used to be. Yeah, no. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you eat for breakfast? Oh, I went to a new place uh, called Plant. It's in Bethesda. It's all vegan, and it was really good. Oh, so you're wow. off to you're off to a great start. Yeah. 2024 is your year. Is your yeah. year. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Wow. Look at God. Yeah, it's all of our years. Did but you have go to Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda has really. Good. I was thinking about you guys too. Go. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. That's awesome. I, I didn't eat last night. I just wow. went to bed. Because? Everything was clear. No. <laughs> the lines, the yeah. lines were ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Um, I actually. Both hops were crazy packed. Crazy packed. I, I got to the hotel. I didn't realize how hungry I was. So I went to the lobby area, bought some Fritos. Okay. Had oh. some chips. Okay. 
Called it a night. There you go. <laughs> that was it. What did you have for breakfast? So I'm not a breakfast kind of guy, um, but I did get Famous Dave's with my aunts and uncle for lunch, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even know those Famous Dave's here. The hot chicken, right? Is it? Mm-mm, barbecue. Yeah, you talking about oh, Dave's. Dave's, Dave's hot chicken. chicken. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel That's like different. he knows a lot more restaurants than we do. For sure. And him. Uh, I'm a Chick Fil A kind of guy, so uh, that's it. We keep it basic. Oh. I think that's what our problem yeah. is. Yeah. There's more for you guys. Though, <laughs> you know? There's so much more <laughs> to life. <True. laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, 24 yeah. is off to a great start. No. Well, today was very underwhelming. Huh. But typically, a year that starts that way. Mm. goes well okay so is this you coming from experience here yeah okay thinking back from the past so i I think whenever i start off that way that means i'm kind of behind in some things Mm. personally discipline wise Mm. so that kind of motivates me okay i need to sharpen up more i need to do more um whether it's just working out or just daily discipline as far as like what time I wake up, what I eat, and all these things. Yeah. So the fact that today was underwhelming, I feel like it's gonna jumpstart me for the rest of the week and mm. I guess the you know the time to come in yeah. this in this year. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And actually, before we started recording, we we're talking about how ambitious you are and your your backstory, your upbringing yeah. has a lot to play in that. You want to maybe share a little bit of your experience? Yeah, I think it's it's quite challenging at times but i do appreciate that about myself where Mm -hmm. i don't um i don't give in easily or just be satisfied easily with what i'm doing at the moment i'm always thinking like okay since i've done a lot to get here is this enough Mm -hmm. or is this Mm. the effort that i'm putting enough to get me to where where i need to be in the future so yeah um like you said, a little bit about my background, coming from Eritrea as, as a 17, 16, 17 year old kid mm-hmm. and paying a lot of price to make it over here, there was a lot of internal conversations that I had to go through back then till this day where I'm one of many that made it, mm-hmm. but not just made it, but also made it in one piece, mm-hmm. not losing anything, mm-hmm. physically fit, mentally strong, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of people lose their lives or lose pieces of themselves on their way here so mm-hmm. with that it's always in the back of my head whenever there is a year concluding and a year starting it's like okay what have i done this year mm-hmm. is this closer to what i where i need to be mm-hmm. because of the price that was paid for me to get here mm-hmm. and it's always for me eventually whatever achievement that i consider would have wouldn't just be me it would be a representation of myself and also people like myself mm-hmm. that share a similar backstory so yeah you're carrying a lot on your shoulders yeah yeah. Subconsciously. Yeah. I think all of us, you know, we're all children of immigrants on this podcast episode. And I feel like we feel it in ways maybe others don't. They don't understand. You know, growing up, I never really saw my parents because they're out working trying to provide yeah. for us, you know, and you feel that they gave up so much to see us succeed. And so, yeah, that, that puts a different <coughs> level of drive in us. And yeah, but yeah. everybody in this part of this conversation, <coughs> is driven, has ambition, but for one reason or another, maybe we're held back. You already, Beatty, you guys want to share your backstory a little bit and, you know. Go ahead, cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Backstory, okay. Immigrant parents, moved to Florida, Mm -hmm. worked two, three jobs, provided a really healthy household, 
And I think by choosing Florida, they were able to be home on Saturday and Sundays, which I think nice. is something a lot of people didn't get a chance to experience. But Monday to Friday, we're working two jobs, three jobs. One person came home, the other person went to work kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I witnessed hard work. I witnessed um, sacrifice, meaning they didn't choose to go to school. They yeah. didn't, like, there's certain things that they could have done that they just wanted to provide. But at the same time, I witnessed people that um, – really had ambition and goals because they came from Ethiopia. I think it was like three years, four years, bought a house mm. and like their f- peers had it. And like, they were just very mm. like hard work equals success for them. Yeah. And I think I was able to see a healthy version of that. Um, so for me, I felt like, okay, I go to school. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like it was very like one plus one equals two. Yeah. Um, but as you get older, I think at a certain point you're like, okay, I've done a lot of things. What are the new goals that I have? Mm-hmm. That's the space that I'm at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of my background. For sure. Yeah, you already had a similar. Yeah, um, same to all you guys. You know, grew up, immigrant parents, all that good stuff. Kind of grew up um, a creative. Either um, I remember my dad, who was like a leader in the church, gave me a camera. I was like in the sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And it was at the church conference, and he was like, go take pictures. And I'll move on the. On the stage, just in the speaker's <laughs> face, just <laughs> clicking. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that led to, um, you know, me picking up a camera and, and being invested in photography for years. Um, doing that, being creative in many other ways. Um, the, the equipment we're using now is, mm-hmm. <laughs> is <this laughs> podcast equipment that I bought that has collected dust. Um <laughs> And uh, I, yeah, <laughs> at least we're using it now. And I think um, having that kind of immigrant mindset, everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think has impacted um, my life in various ways. Yeah. Um, shout out to my therapist, Dr. Arrington. If you ever <laughs> hear this? Um, we talk about um, being a perfectionist a lot. Mm. And um, I feel like that's crippled me in a lot of different ways. I don't know if that stems from just like my own self and being a creative or that stems from, you know, immigrant parents or, or both. Yeah. Um, but I see it. Um, um, and that's why I appreciate you actually a lot. Um, yeah. I see you as someone who, um, I don't know if holy envy is a real thing, but I like to think <laughs> it is. Um, I think I have a real holy envy towards you just to see. And I think uh, you encourage a lot of people. Um, cause I, I think struggling or with, like perfectionist or struggling even with stepping out mm. is a thing that a lot of um, millennials, Gen Z, um, children of immigrant, whoever deal with. Yeah. And seeing someone like you who has similar background and step out not only in podcasting space and creative space, but also ministry, mm. um, paving a way for new leaders and, and, mm-hmm. and leaders before you. Mm. Um, yeah, I see you and I'm like, uh, you would think that would motivate somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Usually if you see someone, you get motivated. Um, but I've habitually found myself um, being like, dang, I'm, I, I missed the mark mm-hmm. or I should have done it. and I didn't do it. So, oh, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Um, I think fear has been a big blocker um, subconsciously, consciously. Yeah. I'm um, in a lot of different ways. And um, my verse for the year was mm-hmm. Isaiah 4110. Um, that our church gave uh, was do not fear, do not be dismayed, for I'm your God, and I'll be with you. Mm. Um, yeah. 
and um, we had a, we had a dinner um, the, on New Year's Eve, and we we talked about what our 2023 looked like and what our 2024 looks like as well, mm. and um, kind of the verse that came to me um, in relation to uh, Isaiah was um, was it John 14, John 15, or abide in me, mm-hmm. um, yeah, abide 15. in me, and I and I in you, and yeah. um, stay stay connected to me, and um, I believe that fear won't have a place if I abide in Jesus, mm. and I yeah. f- believe um, purpose. Um, fear has no place in purpose when you stay connected to the, to the vine. Yeah. Um, that's right. so I believe in 2024, I'm going to walk that out. <coughs> um, hopefully this podcast will keep me accountable. Yes. <laughs> this is the catalyst so. <laughs> right here yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. It's so ironic we're having this conversation now because I was talking to my, uh, my wife. Mm, married man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Flexing on us. Yeah, yeah. Relax, crazy, bro. Crazy. <laughs> Relax. Just got yeah. married yesterday. Yeah. Literally five minutes. I only know it's my third day out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I think this was a catalyst because I got married and seeing I mm. need to abide in Jesus to be a husband. Wow. I cannot do this on my own. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I can't, and obviously, you know, being a creative or being an entrepreneur or whatever doesn't equate to being a husband, but how much more, yeah. um, or not how much more, but yeah, how much more if I have to be for a husband, does everything else do I have to, um, to be to abide in Jesus. So yeah. Um, shout out to my wife, Loza. Yeah. Shout out. So you bring up an interesting point, you know, watching a lot of podcasters, content creators, when they talk about stepping out, being successful, they talk about just do it. You know, your first, your first episode is not going to be the greatest. Your first video is not going to be the best. You know, you learn through failure. Um, you know, you hear a lot of advice around, you know, you'll find your voice as you do what you do. But what I appreciate about what you already sharing is that, you know, before we even fail, we've got to abide in the Lord. And I think sometimes, you know, something I've been meditating on and something I've been trying to make sense of in my own life, you know, there's a, there's a passage that says, um, you know, if the Lord doesn't build the house, the laborers labor in vain. If the Lord doesn't watch the city, the watchmen watch in vain. And so we can do all, we can, be excellent. We can work hard. We can, you know, grow our capacity. We can be innovative. We could fail and then learn from our failure try and, and try again. But for real, if the Lord is not in the things that we're doing, um, all of our efforts go to waste. I know a lot of people who work hard will never see the fruit that some people, like, that's why I, I get frustrated with some of these rappers nowadays. They put up one little song on TikTok, yeah. they go viral <laughs> and all these artists that actually care about the art form, form never yeah. see. The, yeah. And so, I've just seen, you know, the recipe for success is not always hard work and dedication. Um, You know, even for me, I've been podcasting for almost seven years now, and I've seen people who started a year ago way further than I am today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, maybe talking a little bit about, like, what does it look like to invite the Lord into some of these endeavors? Um, And I I don't see that a lot in conversation. We talk a lot about the practical pieces, and and we'll, we'll touch on that, but before we get into that, like, remembering the Lord and why we do what we do. Um, I think Betty here to my left is a great person to speak on that. Um, <laughs> Cause you, you don't know, um, if obviously some of you may or may not know, but mm-hmm. Betty is the leader of our next gen of our church. Mm-hmm. Um, she oversees our uh, youth ministry, our, our um, kids and all that ministry. Um, if you were to ask our family, her, if she would be in any kind of this position of this capacity, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, we've been in church for five years. So six years ago, if you're asked yeah. for six years ago, yeah. I think we'd all be like, yeah, nah, <laughs> you know, or yeah. like she'd still be just teaching the kids. Yeah. Um, but to see how um, she has so humbly abided in Jesus, mm-hmm. how much Jesus has took her in her ministry and not only in her ministry, but also in her daily life mm-hmm. and not also in her daily life, but also in her um her entrepreneurial mindset or how are her friendships. Mm. And so um, she's a great person to talk, of, right. talk about what that <laughs> looks like. No pressure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually don't know. One of the things I was thinking about when you were talking was um, I feel like I'm learning that you give the example about the different rappers or like the mm. podcasters that came after you and they're like, you know, further along than you are. I think one thing the Lord has been teaching me is that we have different lanes. Mm -hmm. So it's like the person that came after you that might be going faster than you. It's like, that's not really my responsibility Mm -hmm. or nor like it's, I think sometimes the world will teach us, okay, well go look at what he's doing. And I think touched on a little bit yesterday at the the sermon that we went to, but it's like, go look at what he's doing, try to figure out like how he's doing it well and then try to emulate it here. But then it's like, when you do that and it doesn't work out and the yeah. Lord isn't giving you grace or favor there, then it's, and when it fails, you're frustrated. Right. Sometimes it works. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like, you know, be welcoming and have a good connections team. If you're talking about churches, obviously that's worked because a lot of churches have done it and yeah. being welcoming works. But then if you try to like create something that's very specific, that God has graced one person, mm. I feel like all that, okay, all that to say, I think what I'm trying to say is I'm learning that there's different lanes. So, mm. When it comes to ministry, I did not plan on doing this, but I think at a certain point, the Lord was like, hey, this is an opportunity. Do you want it? Yes. This is another opportunity. Do you want it? So it's almost like I kept walking and walking Mm. my own path and that he kept gracing it. Mm. Mm. But it's like there's checkpoints throughout it, right? Where where it's like, okay, is this thing bringing fruit? Yes. Is Mm. this honoring the Lord? Is this blessing me? Is this blessing others? So like there's checkpoints that I'm having with him and it feels Right, right. Yeah. I think a lot of things sometimes we realize it's like when you're doing your podcast, it brings you joy, it yeah. feeds the world, it's exciting, like there's so much fruit there. Yeah. So it's like, why would you walk away from it? God's blessing it. But then yeah. I think sometimes we look over there to the neighbor and it's like, well, he's going faster. But it's like, I didn't, maybe I didn't call you to go fast. Maybe That's I right. called you to go slow and set uh-huh. really solid roots that, that I wanted you to do it this way kind yeah. of thing. So I feel like that's, that's what God's been teaching me. And I think with ministry, it's one of those things that like, he sustains it. I abide in him. I check in with him, but he sustains it. It's not something that I'm like, this year I'm going to do. Even so funny, today, um, friend of mine, we're sitting down and we're kind of having, like, you know, setting goals for the year and talking about them and like trying to figure out what we want to do. And like ministry wasn't a thing that I was like, this is a goal that I have. Yeah. This is one of those things that God is maintaining and sustaining yeah. and continuing with me. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, there's a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that answers the question directly, but no, that's, that's what good. works for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just really just being able to, like for me, abiding means like just allowing him to lead it. Now there's other areas of my life where I'm like, I want it this way. I want you to do it this <laughs> way. And it's like a back and forth thing all the time with him. Um, so I think the laying thing really matters for yeah. sure. That's yeah. an excellent point. Yeah. I mean, I it's, 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 for me, that is more of a day-to-day reminder that I go through for myself. Mm-hmm. As as you were talking, I think there was one instance where I think it was today or yesterday I saw. We all know Harry Panero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know Harry Panero. He's I like a British-based uh, like content creator. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, if you know Philly and Chunks. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of them. He's gotcha. like their trio. Yeah, yeah. So as I was seeing, he posted something today, and I was like, uh, something that came to my mind is that the typical process where I go through, I'm like, oh, I think I could do this. Mm. And then I don't end up doing it. And then I see an outcome of someone else, and I'm like, mm. I think the time <laughs> is gone now. Yeah. Wow. So wow. obviously in that, with that, I say one thing that I remind myself whenever I feel that let down where I feel disappointment on myself, like I, c- I should have done this or I could have done this, time is relative. Mm. And throughout my time to where I got to this point where I'm at in my life, mm. the story of Joseph has always been mm. one I've always, you know, held on to. Yeah. Um, for me to... I don't want to tie everything to me coming to America, but just to go back. Yeah. Talking about the movie or? <laughs> 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 yeah, my movie. But um, <laughs> um, no, I think it's a lot of the times when I was back home in Asmara as I was like a little kid, yeah. um, there was many dreams I was having, seeing myself in America, just living my life and all those things. And it was very surreal for that to happen based on the surrounding that I was, you know, yeah. living in. Um, but then in an instance where in a span of a few weeks, I found myself in America in a very miraculous way that we can have a conversation about another day. But in a very miraculous way, I got here. And then with that, there was many when I was living in Asmara, that I was envious of, like, people's stories and people's lives. And I'm like, well, I w- their life really is am- amazing, and their life is really great. I yeah. wish my life was like that. Mm-hmm. Fast forward now, I'm in a much, much better place than they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, very jealous or envious of their life at that time. Yeah. It, the way I want to tie that together is r- time is very rel- relative, but when the Lord rewards us it's far better than what we expect and what we see in other people's lives right and um and that is some reminder that i go through for myself every day whenever i feel like a let down or i feel a disappointment of something i should have done i could have done and i didn't do um and just taking heart in that and taking um encouragement in that understanding that the lord's reward it might not come as fast Mm -hmm. but it's far deeply rooted and far better rewarding than um, the fast um, achieving, yeah. uh, more glamorous looking um, success that we see around us. So, yeah. You know what? What I'm thinking as I'm hearing both of you guys speak, I. Uh, so when I look at the New Testament and the way Jesus performs miracles, we know that he casts out demons. We know that he raises people from the dead. We know he makes sick people well. But if you were to like to pay attention to how he does those things, each time looks different. Mm-hmm. So the way he raises Lazarus from the dead is not the way he raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. It's the same miracle, but two different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord's approach is essential because his approach always testifies to his character and it's important for his glory. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we want it, in the same timeline that a friend had it in, or you know, if we want it in the same way that this influencer had it, what we're essentially saying is, Lord, we don't want your glory. Mm. We just want you to do this exactly like that. And I think that 
I've been convicted about this lately. Like, yo, I, I got to let it play out the way it needs to play out because the Lord is writing a story. Mm-hmm. I can be encouraged from this influencer's life and that person's life to know that God does do these things. You know, mm-hmm. God does raise people from the dead. God does heal people. God does. But the way he does it, I've got to be patient with him because I think he's he's writing a story that will ultimately, as we know, be good for me, but bring him ultimate glory. Yeah. And I think that goes with the timeline. I think that goes with the way that the Lord does things. And so going into 2024, I think it's a lot of surrender on my end. Lord, I trust that you can, and I surrender the how. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe that the how is going to be pivotal in what you want to reveal about yourself in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's helpful in the journey because – you know, we don't have to interpret the the timeline yeah. and what a certain, we can we can just trust that the Lord is up to something. Yeah, I think that's extremely hard because, and I feel <laughs> like as humans, we trust God with the result. Mm. Like we know He can do it. I think a lot of times I find myself I never question that God could do the miracle. Yeah, but how He does it is what I want control over. Yeah, that's right. So it's like I want you to give me that ending, but you got to check in with me. It's like, I'm not <laughs> abiding in you. I want you to tell me. No, seriously. Yeah, that's and real. I, it, it surprises me because it's like, and I, I feel like God's constantly like, you don't trust me. And I remember one time praying with someone and they're like, you don't, you don't like process. Like you, mm. you just want the result. And I'm like, it's true. Cause the process means that like, there's an everyday yeah. back and forth, which is like a relationship and a patience yeah. and a conversation that needs to be had. But it's like, the how is really, and that's, I think that's where your trust is really tr- tested. It's not yeah. the result. There was, I think, Believing for the miracle, I don't know if I can speak for myself, but believing for the miracle is not as hard as trusting him on how he's going to get mm-hmm. there. Like, I want yeah. this lane, not this That's lane. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, like, let's let's talk about this a little bit. Do you do you guys feel like sometimes we cheat ourselves the 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 beautiful part of starting the thing because we have this obsession with how it needs to go? It's the line of my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Could you repeat that question? Sorry. Yeah, you know, th- there's something beautiful about starting. So I, I think about that verse that says, um, you know, uh, shoot, I'm blinking on it now. Uh, Do not despise the days of small beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord is pleased with you starting. There's something beautiful about beginning something. But I think sometimes the reason why we cheat ourselves from beginning something or starting something is because we want ultimate control on how mm-hmm. the thing is going to go. Yep. So if I'm going to start this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to need to see 100,000 subscribers by June 1st, 2024, <laughs> right? And yeah. if I don't get that, then, you know, I don't yeah. know. I think the house sometimes even cheats us of or robs us of an opportunity to pursue what we know God's calling us to do. Yeah. Um, I. Oh, man, I could talk so much on that. Um, um, I. Pride, no, I don't pride myself. Whatever the opposite of pride myself <laughs> is. Um, I grieve in the fact that I am a uh, non-starter. Mm. Um, I'm a, uh, or I guess halfway starter um, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, you know, God's working. God in therapy mm. is working um, me through that. But um, I find that not only the how, but the why mm-hmm. um, is a big hindrance um specifically me to um it's like all right once you get over the how it's like all right lord i give you the how um 
but maybe I'm not convinced on the why. Mm. Um, you know, I know myself. I know my wicked heart. I know my inner thoughts, and I know my inner thoughts are not good, Lord. And so if I want to step out of ministry, what is my real why? Um, yeah. Specifically, like, you know, people-facing ministry, right? If you want to be a teacher, pastor, prophet, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, those people-facing uh, ministries, for me, um, I really need to determine my why before mm-hmm. um, I do it, um, especially in, also in the creative space, because um, if I just don't want it for my glory, because I can, I can say all like I can say all day that this is for the glory of God, right? I can chant it from the rooftop, but in my heart of hearts, if I don't really believe that, um, I don't want to do it, mm. um, or I can't do it. I mean, I, don't, I can't do it, um, yeah, because I get crippled. Right, because I'm like Lord, if I even if I deceive myself thinking it's for you, and I do this, and halfway I realize that it's not for you, and I'm doing it for my own glory, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I struggle with not only the how but the why. I struggle with all with who, what's the <laughs> when, the where's, <laughs> all the yeah, 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 yeah. everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because okay, so why do you feel like? to be changed before you go into mm. to start something good question. because what i'm here for me and again ministry is one thing for me everything else is different so for me with ministry it's like i don't need to be changed you're changing me throughout the serving so mm. it's like when there's pride you're killing the pride today like you know every yeah. day i don't need to be a whole different person i just need to present myself today and be available to you mm. and you're going to work it out every single day with me whereas you sound like you're saying like i'm going to come to you without these prideful ways or you know what it sounds like first and then it sounds like when you're evangelizing to someone and then like yo 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 i'm gonna come to church let me just stop smoking weed (laughs) let me stop going to the strip club i'm gonna clean my life up and then i'll come to church yeah yeah yeah. you know what's so funny um (laughs) as you're talking i remember um so i got saved around 2010 i remember um uh i remember being discipled um, a couple of different people, but I remember going to LA and seeing Messi um, speak, mm-hmm. and I remember hearing him so elegantly um, teach the word, yeah. so elegantly communicate the word. I remember thinking to myself, "I need to know what's wrong with him." Because, um, <laughs> because for me, right, I had to be like, I need to know that's attainable. Right, that's good. Because if you're perfect, I can't do that. Right. Um, and it's so ironic now that I'm like, I have to be perfect to do mm. it. Um, because wow. I don't want to get called, not that I don't want to get called out, but I'm worried that I will, uh, um, and you know, this is not even my job, but I'm worried that I'm going to look, make God look bad, mm-hmm. which is impossible. But I have that fear of just like, I'm going to get called out. Yeah. Is that a very immigrant thing? Hmm. The reason I say that is culturally, yeah. our parents always tell us, yeah, yeah. if you do this, other people will see us. Yeah, yeah. Don't mm. shame us. That's good. Yeah. You're going to make our family look bad. You're yeah. going to make our name look bad. Yeah. Mm. And That's I feel like point. that has been deeply, deeply rooted in our culture and, yeah. and our upbringing in a sense. The Habashas or the East Africans that tend to make it in quote unquote make it in that sense are the ones that we look at them are like, oh, that guy's like, yeah. 
you know, culturally yeah. not even in touch with yeah. his with his background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like for us that find ourselves being in tune with who we are and where we come from, a lot of times we struggle with that idea of if I present myself publicly, That's good, I might be shamed. That's good. Yeah. But we're all know we're imperfect. We might we might make mistakes, but yeah. making mistakes in public brings an added layer of pressure on ourselves, which brings fear with that. Yeah. And yeah. delay. Yeah. 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 Because no, I relate good. with him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I need to be perfect and know yeah. many things, yeah. if not all. Yeah. Yeah. For me to present myself in public. Yeah. yeah. I remember when um, Betty here um, asked me to teach on the Trinity to our youth. Um. I, I had to take like three weeks. Uh, but that, and that's not even, that's barely enough time. Yeah. Right. Um, Only three weeks? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he did. This, this heretic <laughs> over here. <laughs> I remember I was like, Lord, I need to know everything about the mm. Trinity in order to teach this. Yeah. Um, because if I don't know, like, if I miss one thing, yeah. these kids are damned, right? Yeah. Um, and I put this overwhelming burden on myself yeah. it's like i'm responsible right for them yeah. um to know this and then i find that to be in, in everything right i'm responsible mm. um for the perfection of this podcast or for the perfection of this youtube channel or yeah. for the perfection of my business or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. um and it's so funny because that's just a concept that it's like the lord's like my guy you yeah. will never understand no, this fully no, no. um that's right. It's so fun. Yeah. So I, I remember studying and be like, <laughs> I remember halfway I was like, Lord, I don't know if I believe this. Like, this joke is crazy. Yeah. I was like, how? If I don't understand this. But I remember at the end of it, um, I remember I finished my notes and I was like, Lord, there's no human comparison to your Trinity. There's no, to the Trinity. There's no um, analogy I can give. Um, let me be content with this holy mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. And let me be okay with not having all the answers yeah um and what's so funny is when i taught it um i was teaching on the trinity and i remember at the end i just got so emotional like mm-hmm. i literally um, i just started crying like wow. at the end yeah. um and then the kid was like why are you crying <laughs> <laughs> i was like take ministry hard <laughs> um i haven't even finished some messages yeah. talking about me <laughs> um welcome and i remember just like lord like um, yeah, right. And I remember just, I was like in the moment, just like, Lord, thank you for letting me even do this. Mm-hmm. You know, such a heavy and weighty topic that you yeah. graciously allowed me yeah. to, um, to communicate. Yeah. Um, what did you feel at the end? Tired. I needed a nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's fun stat for y'all. They say when a pastor or a teacher spends 30 minutes communicating the gospel, they exert the same amount of energy you spend working an eight-hour shift. Yeah. Wow. What? Wow. Yeah. Because when you're preaching, teaching, it's not just verbal communication. There's a spiritual, mental, emotional component to it. Yeah. And especially if you're coming in with the burden that you're already talking about where you feel like, I need to help these people. Like, I need to bring something to the table that will minister. I, I'm cognizant of the fact that there are people in here that are wrestling with doubt there are people in this room that are wrestling with idea of god and you put this pressure on yourself to to be as clear as possible like it just there's a lot of a lot of you that comes out so i i definitely resonate with that yeah yeah you know what's crazy yeah i uh 
this idea of needing to be perfect, I struggled with that. So going into ministry, I didn't have that. I was, I was like, yeah, I just want to love people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I remember one day I was preaching. I'll never forget it. It was like a room, it was like 20 people in the room, and these were all my peers. It was like when we started the young adult ministry. And during the message, I saw one of my friends just on his phone, and I was like really discouraged. And then, you know, after the message, I'm like, hey, bro, like, you know, you're on your phone during the message. What was that about? And he's like, oh, I was actually fact-checking you. You said something that didn't sit well with me, so I, I pulled up my phone and was Googling Dang. if you were right or not. Mm. When I tell you that changed me, yeah, that was the moment where I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. to I got to study, study, study. I'm going to know my word. I'm going to know the culture. And I'm going to be the best I can be because I don't ever want to feel like I'm saying. But, you know, it sounds really bad right now, but I, it saved me in a lot of ways, too, because I think that it's important to know your word. And I think yeah, it's important yeah. to preach correct doctrine. But for me, what initially motivated me was needing to feel like I was giving the most perfect word because I knew that there were people there that were fact checking me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a real thing. And, and I see it in the scripture, the Lord uses broken people. One of the people that I constantly take comfort from is Peter. You know, a lot of times people think that Peter was good after, you know, Jesus resurrected and he started his ministry. But Galatians is one of my favorite books because Paul publicly yeah. Corrects Peter yeah. for mm -hmm. causing the Gentiles to stumble. Yeah. And what I love, and I'm, I'm so grateful that that's in the Bible because you see a man of God being used profoundly by God who doesn't have all his eggs or all his uh, ducks in a ducks row. In a row yeah. mm -hmm. This is a man who preached a message and saw thousands come to saving grace. But you read a couple of chapter, a couple of books later, this man is also working out his salvation, working out yeah. his theology, trying to make sense of, you know, justification. And he, he's confused and he, th like, I don't know. I, I yeah. take great comfort from that. The, the Lord is, we're in great company. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody used by God was imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you, how do you balance? Because as you're talking, I'm thinking about how do you balance being excellent and prepared? Because the Lord has called us to be excellent. So like, even if it's like a sermon or something, working hard to make sure that I've studied mm -hmm. and prepared, but then also left room for Jesus to do his work. Because I think sometimes, I'll speak for myself, yeah. part of the reason why I want to know a lot is because I feel like it's a reflection of me when I walk away mm -hmm. and not a reflection of Jesus. Yeah. But then I feel like some of the best teachings, whatever, devotionals that I've shared are the ones where I kind of wasn't even as fully prepared and the Lord did his work mm. and kind of filled the gap because then that's where I walk away like, oh my God, it's not about me. Like it really mm. is you and it's so humbling. But then also it's important to be prepared too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. how do you balance the two? Tim, Tim Keller has a really good book on preaching called Preaching. Okay. <laughs> and uh, in, his, in that book, he said, the difference between a bad sermon and a good sermon is your preparation. Did you put in the hours? Did you study? Did you do your word study? Did you study the cultural context, the literal context? Do you know the audience, the author? But he said the difference between a good sermon and a great sermon is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so that's my match. I mean, and when I read that, it revolutionized the yeah. way I approach yeah. sermons because I'm like, okay, in order for this message to be great, I mean, and not to say that the Holy Spirit can't use 
a message that doesn't have much preparation, but I've seen it myself. When I come prepared, it opens the door for the Holy Spirit to do what he does. Yeah. And so for me, I'm going to study the best I know how. Mm. I'm going to make sure that I fully understand the text I'm responsible for communicating. But then I also know the difference between motivating and inspiring people and actually seeing life being transformed yeah. is God. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's so funny um, because, um, again, Betty asked me to teach at VBS uh, over the summer. There's a, there's a, I'm there's a pattern here. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Are you getting the hint? <laughs> that, that's and, uh, friends. She's throwing me the heavy topics. It's never like walk on purpose. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what is the doctrine of salvation? Yeah. <laughs> you can handle it. Um, it. And, uh, I had to cover grace and I remember, um, VBS she was on. really well. Mm. Okay. So funny. Sure I remember <laughs> the VBS was on a Saturday. So this was maybe the age range, what, 13 and 17. Yeah. VBS was on a Saturday. Um, I started prepping Friday afternoon, so <laughs> super late. Yeah. Uh, or like you know, I I was brainstorming throughout the week, but nothing really intentional. Yeah. I remember just like so like almost like half heartedly, you know, doing it, and I remember like you know, being in my sin bag that week too, just like struggling <laughs> with certain sins, and mm. I remember just like I was up to like two in the morning, just like trying to cr- like almost cramming for mm. some essay or yeah. some test. And I remember getting uh, there on Saturday, um, getting there in worship, and I remember um, so heavily the Lord was like, "You need to repent right now, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to do what I'm going to do." Mm-hmm. Um, and I and my really good friend Matt, um, who sitting next to me, and I was like, "Yo, can you come outside real quick to me? Like, I got to talk to you." And I was like, "Dude, I was like, this what's going on? Um, I feel like the Lord is telling me I need to repent right now, mm-hmm. or else He's not going to move." And so He prayed for me. Cool. I was like, all right, Lord, like, mm. do what you got to do. <laughs> um, I did my thing. You know, still, I'll, whenever I teach, I'm like, Lord, please don't let me be a heretic. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> um, yeah. I remember, like, four kids gave their life to the Lord yeah. that day. Wow. And I want you to know that doesn't happen often. Like, these are the same wow. kids that have been in that room for, like, a year yeah. and have not been moved yet. Yeah. Wow. And um, I don't cry a lot of times, but Only when it comes to the Lord, yeah, yeah. I'm a baby, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I start sobbing. And I remember the Lord so heavily was like, now I think I have the language now, but just abide in me, dude. Yeah, that's good. It's like, look what I can do. Yeah. Not what you can do. Yeah. Not what um, you're so elegantly capable of doing, but also, I mean, do better, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I remember just like, Leaning on the Holy Spirit and look what He can do, yeah. um, and being so moved. And I was like, Lord, like I'm not worthy. I don't even deserve to even be a, a vessel to communicate Your Word. But thank You so much that You gave me mm. the privilege to do so. Mm. Um, and seeing those, and I remember I was like, because <laughs> it was funny. Um, they were like in the back. They were like, give an altar call, and I was like, oh heck no, like absolutely not. If you <laughs> only if you knew what I just did twelve hours ago, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. This I was like, not, I literally like shook my head. I was like, no. Yeah. And uh, they were like, no, do it. And um, and I did it. And then uh, I gave I gave the altar call, and you know those four kids raised their hand. I, it, just, it just hit me like, mm. like a bag of bricks. Mm. Like the Holy Spirit was like, this is me, bro. Yeah. Like this is what I do, not yeah. what you do. Yeah. You can study. You cannot study. Obviously, you know, prepare yeah, yeah. correctly. But yeah. um, this is what the work. This is what my work does, and that's not yeah. what you do. Was that also Betty that told you to do that? 
It was. There was two Bettys, but yeah, this two. I think bouncing off what you said, Betty, you raised a good thought process where how do we balance right mm. and i think in the past i did find myself in the position you're in but by the way uh, one thing i appreciate about yordi is his level of being authentic mm. of yeah with himself yeah. and the weaknesses he has mm. it's actually an inspiration for me and i'm yeah. like you know what i want to be more like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. honestly because yeah. that's good we're we l- we're we're meant to see ourselves that way to a point where like I'm not all that. Yeah, that's right. I have all these weaknesses. I have all these sins. I have all these, uh, you know, drawbacks that I do. Yeah. But we try to do better. Right. right? So I I just wanted to mention as I'm I'm talking. But with Betty, what you said, a lot of times for me, what becomes challenging is the habit Mm. that connects those two things. If it's more like a one-time process where the Lord knows we weren't at our best in the week or work was insane, life was insane, yeah. and he he pulls at last minute, you know what I'm saying, like his miracle and uses you in that way, that's fine. I think that's good. Yeah. And it should give us a moment to reflect and be like, you know what? Yes, this week wasn't my best, but this gives me a realization that the Lord will come through, but I just need to weigh more and my just discipline to get closer to him and spend more time with him and studying and preparing. But the other one where it's more habitual thing where it's like, okay, now you're not taking it seriously. You're just doing it last minute every single time. (laughs) Then at that point you're going to be exposed because there's a, there's, there's a loss of quality happening there. You're just doing it for the sense of like being there. Right. And God doesn't appreciate that. So, that's more of the condition of our heart where we see that yeah. God coming through and pulling a miracle. And where does that take us? Yeah. Or where does our heart go from there? Are we saying God just did it a miraculous, you know, thing right, here right, right. and let me do my best the next time. Or we're saying, Oh, he'll do his thing next time. So I'll just mm. pull last yeah. minute again. So I would say that is what for That's me, good. would be the difference in something I struggle with. It's like, okay, now I haven't done my best consistently, so I need to do better. Mm. That's the, that's the excellence piece. But I do want to double down on what you already just said. Mm I, uh, in October, me and some friends went to Nashville to go to the art of teaching conference Mm. because we do want to be better communicators to she's point. So first session, I'm coming in. John Tyson is the one giving the word. I'm, I got my notes out. I'm ready. Six steps to being excellent. <laughs> Bro, this <laughs> first session, I was undone because it had nothing to do with how to. <laughs> steps. Yeah. He, his intro alone was, he was talking about how his friend from Europe came to his church in New York City and said, you know, you know, his friend came and saw him preach, teach, and they went out to lunch. And John is like, you know, he's kind of fishing for compliments. Like, what, what did you think? How did mm. you like this? And uh, his friend was like, yeah, you got a lot of great content. But this is the problem with American pastors. So much content, so little power. Yeah. Wow. And then he began to talk about how we need to consecrate ourselves the reason why I was inspired to tell the story is because you're talking about the repentance piece. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. We want to be excellent, but this idea of like coming pure before the Lord, yeah. 
and saying, Lord, wash me. I'm already washed by the blood. Jesus has forgiven me. But like, I need you. I I need to consecrate myself because what I'm about to step into is holy. Yeah. Um, And not to, not to, I, I don't believe in the secular sacred divide, but like there's this, this awareness that we have to have when we're like doing ministry. And he went on to tell this story about John Wesley who um, is a controversial figure um, in church history. <laughs> um, but this story, I think, is, is worth telling. Um, John Wesley was known to be a profound communicator of the gospel, very excellent in what he was doing. I mean, he shook the nation with his teaching. And uh, he was going to a church to, to preach, and his brother wrote this letter to the pastor of the church. And John Tyson, in the message, read this letter out loud to us. And in this letter... It said, um, hey, my brother's coming into town, and when he gives this message, I urge you guys, don't sit in trees, don't stand on chairs, don't sit in windows, because when my brother preaches, he's coming with the power of the Holy Spirit, and if you're standing on chairs, sitting in trees, sitting in windows, you run the risk of falling and injuring yourself, and I was like, what? (laughs) Like... Think about preaching with that kind of power where like, again, so much content, so little power. I think we need to be excellent in our content, but we also need to consecrate ourselves. I think there's this when it comes to and everything, not just preaching, teaching, but podcasting, starting a business, whatever it is like abiding in Christ Mm -hmm. Just this Lord. I'm not going to trust in my strength. I'm not going to trust in my wisdom. Um, I am needy and desperate for you to come and do what only you can do. Yeah. And I, I think I'm just, I was moved to share that story because I think what you did was essential before going up there. You know, you're saved by grace. Mm-hmm. You're going to give a message on grace, but Titus teaches us that, um, you know, grace teaches us, instructs us to obey. Yeah. And there is this, in this moment before I go deliver the word, I'm going to have to repent. Yeah. And I think, yeah, go ahead, Shish. No, yeah, I, th- I think the way I conveyed what I was saying, yeah. it was more in preparation with that mm-hmm. rather than studying and yeah, yeah. being very, you That's know. Yeah. yeah, I was more in the preparation of the spirit rather than just yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's more for the preparation. That's most necessary because yeah. that actually drives our ability to know more of God and yeah. his word, yeah. actually. So, yeah. And you're able to rely more on the spirit delivering what you've studied and what you've learned. Yeah. Because if you haven't done that and you're just more f- been studying on the content aspect, yeah. you're delivering knowledge, but you're not delivering the power of God. And that's yeah. where Beautiful. the difference between those two things. Yeah. So the more you actually spend time in the presence of God, the yeah. more it drives your ability to yeah. to to complete things in excellence. Yeah. So yeah. I I'm in a complete agreement with what you said. Because yeah. it's not content that saved those four kids. Yeah. It's the power of the gospel yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, wow. You know. That, that level of like desperation that you're like talking about, you're describing in that place of like, I, I will present and I'll do the part, my part, I'll be excellent. I'll prepare. Mm-hmm. I'll do everything that you've given me, but I need you to do it. Why is that so hard for us to translate into like the creative space? Mm. It's like, why? Mm. Did, like, cause it's like, there's moments where I'll abide and there's moments where I'm like, Oh, I got this. It's like all yeah. of a sudden I'm like now depending on myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, what's crazy. Can I add to that question? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have an answer. No, go, no, no, but, no, no I'm uh, just talking out loud. <laughs> you know, we know in the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit moves sporadically. You know, it didn't dwell anybody. Yeah. 
But do you know the first group of people that the Holy Spirit landed on in the Old Testament? It was the creatives who designed and and, and was responsible for the architecture of the temple. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why it wasn't the priest. It wasn't the, it was like, God's like, nah, nah, nah. My spirit's <laughs> going to land on the creatives first. Yeah. And I'm just like, fam. And I think we do need, it's, this is a whole nother conversation. We do need to redeem the, 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 the holiness of art. Yes. You know, um, I think now uh, that's all another conversation, but to double down on what you're saying. Yeah. Why do you think we, we don't invite Jesus into or the Holy spirit into the arts? Because I, I would argue that, especially in 2024, most people are going to hear about Jesus through the arts. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into like the sacred, the secular sacred divide, yeah. but I think it kind of falls under that. Of, um, all right. This is a ministry. So I don't think the Lord needs to be in here. Um, mm. Cause not only do I do that in the creative space, but I do that at work. Mm. I'm like, Lord, I'm just typing code. I don't really yeah. need, I don't really need you here. <laughs> like I, I got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but oh boy, do I need him. Yeah. When it's crunch time, I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to fix this. Mm. You, gotta, you gotta fix it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think it kind of goes down. It's like, you know what? This isn't, or um, not even that. Um, we don't think that this can give God glory. Mm. Yeah. Um, we don't think God could be glorified in this because it's, we think it's for ourselves or for our own dreams. Um, but we forget that, you know, it's the Lord who gave us those dreams, yeah. I believe, right? Um, and so I think, rewiring our brain to say this might not be ministry but it's kind of ministry you know um i remember uh when i was you know peaking my photography game um i was like on rotation for um this like local rap group in the dmv mm. and um and i love photography so it, yeah. it took me a lot of places um i'd like to photos like kodak black and a lot yeah. of different artists and stuff um I remember being like in these circles with this um this rap group whatever and um obviously I, I don't approve of being in some in some situations but um you know things were being passed around and things like that I remember uh -huh. like you know they're like yo what's like you're already going to you know partake and I'm like nah bro I'm good like I'm good you know and they're like why and I remember just like thinking all right lord I'm either going to fumble this or I'm going to like you know Proclaim your gospel. This is my moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was another moment where I was like, I wouldn't even know these people if it wasn't for right. this craft you've given me, Lord. And I remember just like, you know, uh, you know, sharing my convictions and sh looking, not directly, but indirectly sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Like, cool, cool, cool. You know, they never pressed me about it after. Um, and, but I remember thinking, I was like, all right, Lord, like, on to the next thing or like, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't really ministry. That was just like mm -hmm. happen chance or whatever. Um, fast forward. Now one of those people is now a believer. Wow. Praise God. Um, wow. yeah, he's in the church. Um, and I've, I haven't talked to him in so long. So I, it's so crazy to see that. Like, um, and I remember he would always like respond to my Instagram things like, man, like, you know, God bless you, brother, like, whatever. I'm like, dude, brother, you was wild back then. <laughs> Yo, Yosef was crazy, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I haven't talked to him in a while, but just to see, like, um, what we're doing in the creative space, we might think is for the world, but I think it has an eternity mm. um, implication to it. Yeah. Um, 
And I think once we realize that, like, you know, they say nothing, nothing ever dies on the internet, mm-hmm. you know? And as much as that is true, is like how much more than will this, you know, have an impact on the kingdom. And so That's good. Um, I look at you as a good example of inviting the Lord into the creative space. Um, Always, e- regardless of the conversation is. Really yeah. Nice. I think you know, it's, I appreciate, yeah. Yeah. It's appreciate rooted you. in the gospel. Yeah. Um, um, I, I look at, other people um, that are believers are in the creative space. I think of of Betty here, mm. um, who's who takes um, regular people and has intentional conversations that end up about the gospel. Mm. Um, I think of Sheesh, who is um, stubborn mm. in his <laughs> in his convictions <laughs> and is unwavering, no matter who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually about, do respect that. Or not. Yeah. yeah. One thing about my brother here is, man, don't, he don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? He don't care where you at, what yeah. time it is. Yeah. His conviction is going to be his conviction. Yeah. And um, I learned that in Vegas. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought I knew Sheesh. But. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what's crazy, though? Let me take a minute on Sheesh. If you look at Sheesh's friend group, it's very unconventional. That's one of the most greatest things I like, love to witness. It's the mm. biggest question mark, dude. You feel like, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. And how, and, and it's so amazing, bro, because... You will look at his friend group, and they will tell you, like, oh, bro, Sheesh don't waver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheesh does not waver. Yeah. And kind of circle about that with the creative spaces. When uh, when you invite God into your creative space and you don't waver in your convictions, people take notice. Yeah. And obviously, we're not responsible for change, but we're a catalyst for change. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe that once we invite – I'm preaching to myself because – I gotta do this now, um, but as we invite, yeah, <laughs> as we invite the Lord, I believe in our creative space. Um, being a perfectionist dies, mm-hmm. being um, timid dies, being scared, that fear dies, um, because it has no room. Mm. It has no room for um, the the uh, the mission that the Lord has in that space. Yeah. I wanted to pinpoint something you s- you already said earlier, um, where he when he was talking about starting something and then figuring out maybe that's not why I started this all along, mm-hmm. right? And I wanted to pinpoint to you, uh, Ebenezer, um, when you started, mm-hmm. what state were you in, and what state are you in now, and how have you seen that change, mold, whatever you word you want to use to describe it. Is it the same or? No. no, not at all. I um, I was sharing you get with you guys before I we started recording. Like podcasting is looking like a career path for me now, but you know when I started podcasting, I mean that that I couldn't even fathom something like that. It was really a passion project. So for four years, I wanted to start a podcast, and no, none of my friends wanted to do it with me. They're like, mm-hmm. "Fam, who are we?" Who do you think you are? (laughs) You think people are going to sit and listen to us talk? And I was like, well, when you put it that way, (laughs) I guess, you know, but I'm just like, yeah, I've been impacted. By the way, I've been transformed by conversations. I'm here today because of conversations. And so that's why I wanted to start the podcast. And so for me, I was like, let's just invite the world into some of the things that we're already discussing. Yeah. And I just love this. Like we're recording this conversation, but I guarantee you if I didn't come here to record this and we're just hanging out, we probably would have had a conversation similar. I mean, I think about the last two nights over dinner, we're having like deep theological (laughs) debates and conversation. We're boring people, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so like, I just, I love doing this. And so for me, it was just like, Hey, I love doing this. I didn't think I honestly, 
you know, when I was in college, I had friends that had a podcast and they were averaging 20, 30 views an episode. So I was like, that sounds pretty reasonable. I put out my first podcast episode ever was with Messiah actually. Mm -hmm. And in 24 hours, there's 240 people who viewed it. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this? Yeah. You know? Um, and so for me, it's a little different. I wasn't really thinking analytics for me. It's like, if 30 people see this, that's a win. Yeah. yeah. The win for me is like, I just want to do what I love. Yeah. Again, it also was at a time in life where you, you didn't have to really, you know, there wasn't pressure to make it or be successful in it. And so, yeah. Yeah. Is that? No. Yeah. No, that has to add. I think, the, uh, you have to back. Cause so I got my degree in computer science. Yeah. So I got them golden handcuffs, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, and so I, I had to balance, like, mm, purpose and passion. Because mm. um, I don't think, I think what I'm realizing now, and I don't, I don't think it's by accident that um, what you're good at and what you desire mm. is by just, just cause. You know, yeah. I think the Lord placed those things for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, and I find like when you're trying to, when you're trying to, um, but obviously, I mean, I'm sure, you know, right. Um, at those, those 240 people were great, but that check probably wasn't the best, you know, there is, there was, there was a <laughs> 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 and so you're like, Lord, like at the same time, it's like, you put these desires in my heart, but I got bills to pay God. Like, yeah, yeah. and I have a good job now. So why would I give that up? Right, or right, for right. passion, but struggle. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so and you know, we get caught up in obviously in like consumerism and things like that. That's a whole yeah. other conversation. But um, yeah, it's like you, I can't take that. I can't afford to take that leap, Lord. Like especially now, I just got married. Like you know, mm -hmm. like what you want me to do, God? Mm -hmm. <laughs> EBT office closed, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, trying to not only balance like the monetary side of it, but um, thinking about like where your purpose and your passion lies, like is passion and purpose synonymous? Um, can I, can I, 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 uh, Chirp Lee said this on the basement podcast and I, I think I've said it like three, four times on my podcast already, but he, the way he defined calling, mm -hmm. oh my goodness. He said calling is desire plus gifting plus opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that for me demystified calling because yeah. growing up I felt like calling was this like, so mysterious and yeah, this ethereal like, mystical like you had a word from yeah, God you yeah, know yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah but it really is like what are your desires yeah. what are you good at yeah and what are the doors that the Lord is opening yeah into some of the fears that you're talking about I don't think you need to quit your job to pursue content I I haven't yeah, for yeah. like the last six seven years sure, yeah. um you can do both yeah until the Lord gives you the opportunity or the open door to, yeah, have yeah. to only do one, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause I, yeah. Sheesh. I don't know if you were done. You're but I th the reason I raised up that question for you, just so you can walk us through how you've changed as a human being, as yeah. a person, as a man of God, and also as a podcaster in a mm -hmm. sense, right. Or a content creator, but we all change with mm -hmm. time. We all change with experience. We all change as we grow. And whether it's you becoming a different person or you're expanding to becoming a bigger and more mm -hmm. uh, mature person, but in a way you're getting molded mm -hmm. with the experiences you have. Because mm -hmm. for me, when there are some foundational, like you said, desires and goals I wanted to have that are still there, that are yeah. still, but there's so many things that have been added to it and layers and, and yeah. just 
expanded even bigger to yeah. to involving more people and more yeah. avenues, more doors. And yeah. I've changed as a person. I've become more mature. I've become right. more loving. I've become more yeah. understanding to yeah, the yeah. to the to the experience to to the experiences that people go through. So I wanted to point pinpoint that because earlier he was saying, Yuri was saying, um, what if this is not why I started it? Mm. And us being okay with that and God using yeah. that and changing it for his purpose mm-hmm. and us being happy with that and joyful with that. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I brought it up to you because I'm sure you had you had and you still have big aspirations for this yeah. thing you're building. But in the beginning it might not looked what nah. you're what it's looking like right now. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, it to this point it is it has evolved over the years. Yeah. Like I am completely humbled by the amount of people that tune in and out that was never the vision for me mm-hmm. but to shisha's point the more and and Bethy was talking about this earlier you just one step of obedience yeah. leads yeah. to another step of obedience and you know i like to think that god's like um our headlights you know it, he only shows you so far yeah. you know right now it's nighttime if i were to put in my gps the next location i'm going to my headlights are not going to reach that far yeah but as i continue to drive it's going to continue to show me the next step you know yeah and as uh yeah, just being obedient today with what I know I need to do today will help bring clarity in what I need to do tomorrow. How do you not get caught up with um with that vision? Just like, all right, Lord, this is this is my end goal. And I think it kinda goes back to like the why and how or the, the how and when. Can I add something as well? Yeah. I think I was gonna say, because you guys are definitely convicting me right now. But <laughs> I think the part that I'm realizing now, even as you're speaking, is you have a why you started with a why and i feel like for me when that why changes i feel like i deem that why as a failure mm-hmm. so it's like if i was doing it for people and now it's no longer about people and it's like a different why as i'm doing the project as if god changes it like okay that that first reason is a failure i must have not heard god well mm-hmm. i must have not chosen the right why so it's like uh, sometimes i'm uh, i think part of for me part of starting that's challenging is if I end up having to change what this is and what I'm doing is wrong, yeah. then it's like, oh, then this must have been a failure, which means I didn't hear from God or I did, the, I chose the wrong thing. Mm. So why can't we just allow change to yeah. be like evolving? And that doesn't mean it's failure. It's just evolving. Exactly. I, I, I hope I didn't change what you were about to say, but no, I no. just wanted to add that part. Um, yeah, I guess I would ask that to you, Ebenezer, because um you're someone who i find very motivating for myself in a lot of different aspects not only ministry but in the creative space so um how did you see or how did you deal with or balance the i lord i'm just a dude with a you know mm-hmm. with a little microphone and a laptop yeah. but i see myself podcasting the world or whatever yeah. um, or i see myself um planning a church right but i currently just minister to five youth kids who are on the phone all day yeah um how do you how do you balance that and that that vision but being obedient in in today you know it's crazy i um i actually consider myself to be a really insecure person yeah (laughs) um in a lot of ways like i don't know how i got here yeah and i still have this fear that this might be the episode that is it after yeah, this, yeah. like, there's going to be no demand. Nobody's yeah, yeah. going to care. Um, I, it, it sounds basic, but just do it scared. Mm. I remember, um, I'll, I'll tell, I uh, was recording a podcast episode 
with um, Amin mm-hmm. a few years back. And after we recorded that, and KB was there, but he was just listening in. Um, him and Amin were going to record a podcast together after Amin and I had recorded ours. And afterwards, KB is like, bro, you asked way too many questions. You should have been contributing to the conversation. And I remember when he said that, I was like, what? Uh, like, I have nothing to offer. People yeah. are going to tune into this episode to hear Amin's Yo, wisdom. Yeah, 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 not my wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I was like in Atlanta, so I have these podcast episodes back to back to back. I had Preston come on the exact same. After we recorded, he's like, bro, next time, can you like also offer insights? Mm. Because you're asking too many questions. And I even can tell by the way you're asking questions, you have something to say. Wow. Um, I, I mean, I've gotten just, I, I can go down the line of the, the amount of people who said that and keep me, I keep hearing that from friends. I, you know, I went on the tour and that was the number one thing that was the number one feedback i got afterwards well wow. it's like fam you could have easily answered these questions why mm. didn't you yeah. Yeah. you just you were just quiet the whole yeah. time i remember the la show um you know the la show was the last show so i was like let me implement some of this constructive criticism and one person came up to me and was like yo I came for Ruslan, but I stayed for you. That's awesome. wow. I didn't know you wow. had this in you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And so to answer your question, I feel like I'm still learning. Yeah. Six, seven years. I don't I don't feel like I've mastered it. I feel I've I struggle with imposter syndrome. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I honestly the best way I can answer that, I just keep showing up despite <laughs> how I'm feeling. Yeah. That's crazy to me yeah. because I'm like I'm listening to you talk and I'm like how could he possibly think this like yeah. how as like one I don't think we see ourselves the way God sees us but mm-hmm. I'm de- we definitely don't see ourselves like the way that you're saying the fact that you're actually questioning that you are a contributor in this podcast that you that you've done is like mm-hmm. that's crazy that you really yeah. aren't seeing yourself the way that people see you you really aren't seeing yourself the way mm-hmm. God sees you and I'm just like. Yeah. Like I'm saying it to you, and I'm like, oh dang, I yeah. probably should take yeah. this for myself. But I really, yeah. it's such a surprise to hear from, for even for to hear you say that. That's why we should just do it. Yeah. Scared, yeah. yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is that more challenging because of the perception you have of the people you're talking to, or the perception you have of yourself? Perception I have of myself. Yeah. And a lot of that actually, you brought this up earlier—the immigrant yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm a PK. Yeah, my dad sat me down at the age of six. I remember this vividly. He said, "Your actions reflect mm-hmm. me. I'm exactly. gonna need you to." So tone it down. I actually I love to crack jokes. I love to have fun. But till this day, you have to really know me to see me. Yeah, and that's because at an early age, I was programmed to think like you got to be on at all times. Yeah. yeah. So the way most people experience me is like this quiet, shy dude. But there's. You know, people get surprised the more they get to know me, but yeah. it's because I'm constantly people pleasing. I'm thinking about like, what does this room need? How do people perceive me? How should I? And then pastoring doesn't help <laughs> either. <laughs> so, um, but to answer the question, it's it's a lot of how I see myself, and a lot yeah. of how I see myself has a lot to do with uh, the way we're raised. Yeah. yeah. How have you changed since episode one to now? Like, how has that? I, that's that's what I was trying to say. Like, I don't. You know, Beatty was talking about earlier, like, the why continues to evolve. I think our greatest calling isn't to be a podcaster, entrepreneur, pastor. I think our greatest calling is to be a child of God. Mm-hmm. And I think as we grow in um, who we are in Christ, 
everything else gets affected. So I think God cares more about who I am than what I do. And obviously who I am impacts what I do. Yeah. And because the process process of sanctification is never ending until we reach glory, my podcasting journey will never end until I reach glory or pl- church planting, pastoring. And so I feel like as I grow, the church grows. As yeah. I grow, the podcast grows. And I'm not talking about numerically. I'm just talking about like character and yeah, yeah. growth yeah. and health and things like that. And so um, that's the beauty of Christianity. Like we're ever evolving, ever growing. And as we do, everything around us gets impacted. Our spouses get impacted. Our communities get impacted. Our our workplaces. And so for me, I think I, and because I know that I care more about who I am than what I do. Yeah. Wait, so do you, do you actually, so now how do you have a goal then? How do you work towards something if it's, if you know it's always going to be evolving? So like when you're thinking of your podcast a year at the end of 2024, yeah. you know, it's going to change, you know, it's going to evolve. So how do you even have a goal? Or how do you even have an end result that you're aiming towards? Um, I, I also love to be present too. And I know that being like, so when I did the podcast tour 2023, I had no idea what would come of it. I was just excited about what I knew to be true with with that. So I just was faithful with that project. And then now I get to kind of reap the benefits of where that's leading me. Mm -hmm. And now I've got new goals. But like, just because I know I'm going to have new goals doesn't mean I'm not excited about the goals I have today. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So being present. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can, uh, where I'm looking at the time, we might need a part two, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to flip it on you guys. I think the way we should end this episode yeah. is like, you know, it's January 1st, 2024. Mm-hmm. How are we abiding in Christ this year for what we're believing for? Yeah. I want you guys to, cause I, I know a lot of you guys are dreamers and you guys all have <laughs> goals and ambitions. So w- what steps are going to be taken? Oh man, um, I think it's uh, two parts. Um, uh, again, the, the verse of the year that was given to me was uh, Isaiah forty one ten. Uh, Do not be um, afraid or dismayed, for I am God. I will walk with you. Something like that. I might be butchering it, but yeah. that's what it is. Um, and I remember reading that. I immediately got connected to, to John. Was it fourteen or fifteen? The Bible in me. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. 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 Um, and. And uh, directly after that, um, the word that the Lord put on my heart was to walk in purpose. Mm-hmm. And your definition of calling, or what the one, Tripoli's definition yeah, of calling, yeah, yeah. Um, really just resonated with me now. Mm. Um, and, and I think in, in every facet of who I am, yeah. I want to um, take what I'm good at um, and walk in the opportunities that are given to me. Mm. Um and be diligent in those. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm glad Beatty's here because it sounds like she's good at holding <laughs> 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 Can't wait. I'm going to bring the opportunity. <laughs> yes. oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, are you done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I actually am extremely encouraged on this podcast today. So I think for me, abiding is slowing down the day to day. And I think one thing that's resonating with me is the doing it scared. It's okay mm-hmm. that you can't figure out but the end result, it is okay that it's changing. So for me, 2024, abiding is just that day-to-day, that slow to sl- like, yeah. just trusting him. Today is low, it's nighttime, so it's like I've done my part for today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's his, I wake up, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Like, it's a kind of kind of like that partnership. Yeah. And 
um, I want to do that for the rest of the year. That's what I want to do. I like that. Um, I mean, for me, it's 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 many layers. There's like big things happening in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it was a big, it was a wedding things. or something. <laughs> 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 wedding. Somebody's getting married. Uh-huh. That is a big, yeah. big great thing. Um, By the way, there's something in the water out here in DC. <laughs> I'm telling you, brother. Hey, man. Hey. Take a sip. <laughs> Take a sip, sir. I don't know what Kool-Aid y'all serving, but I want one. <laughs> yeah, I think with that, um, I am planning to just be more disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I've, if it is something that people know about me, it's how much I emphasize the word discipline. I think with discipline is where I find myself being um, secure. Not discipline is in just the practicality aspect, but more discipline in the day to day of just running after God. Yeah. And then following that with the practices that would bring the excellent things about myself. Mm. Um, so, with that, I picked out what you said earlier to just do mm. the things that I've said I feel like are past the time now. Mm-hmm. So, um, we were having slight conversation with you already a little bit ago. Um, so, to just do, mm-hmm. but do in discipline. It's good. So, it's good. Yeah. I love that. That's that excellent piece. Yeah. What about for you? Yeah. Come on, host. 24. 2024. Yeah. I just continue to do it scared. Take it. Yeah. This whole conversation was so enlightening. I love yeah. everybody's input. I, even the way you already started it off by saying abide in Christ. That was yeah. convicting right from the jump. Yeah. I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to emphasize, do it scared. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll I'll steal that from you. Yeah. Do it scared. Yeah, yeah. That's the motto. That's my, that's been my motto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's like you know the, the beautiful thing is d- despite how you feel, if you do it, you get to see what's on the other side. You know, and that's why fear can't paralyze you because yeah. But I'm excited for all. We should probably do a podcast episode December 31st, 2024, <laughs> <laughs> and talk about all the viral moments you already had, come all on, the viral come moments Beatty had, all the discipline and the the Praise wedding God. and the, the, yeah, <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Thank I you. thoroughly enjoyed your input, conversation, questions, insights. Um, yeah. I've been blessed by this. I know people tuning in will be blessed, and so. Sure you I have to have you. I feel on. very Appreciate encouraged. You, so honored. Very helpful for myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's therapeutic, right? Very Absolutely. Well, That's well, why I started the podcast. It's for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> really, does it all feel like this at the end of it? Every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, until next time, family, peace, and grace. <laughs>